week's host, Dixie Cochran, here with co-host Eddie Webb. Hello. And special guest, Danielle Lozon. Hi. Hi. How are you? I just put a piece of cookie in my mouth the moment we started talking. <laughs> this is the best. The best <laughs> ever. Um, so yeah, so today is the final episode of our Scion celebration month for our 10th anniversary year. Uh, we've been having a lot of fun with this, doing a lot of like roundtable episodes and actual plays and all kinds of things that we don't usually do on the regular, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is cool. Like, I, I think it's fun to kind of, you know, shake, shake it up for this up. year. Yeah. I mean, we, we, we've been doing this for over 200 episodes now. What, one thing that's actually been nice about this, honestly, is that I haven't had to really think about topics for a while. <laughs> Mm-hmm. You could definitely hear us at the end of our first year, beginning of the second, being like, what do we talk about this week? Uh, but yeah, no, this has been really cool. So today we wanted to do something a little special. Um, I know that some folks, since the Demiguide uh, PDF has gone out for errata, everybody's gotten to see it. Um, they've had some questions about promoting a character to Demigod level. Uh, yes. So we thought we would walk through all of Scion character creation, starting at Origin. And moving up through demigods, the three of us are all going to be creating characters, and Deer is going to be uh, shepherding us along. Yes, I'm excited. I'm excited too. Um, as always, listeners, forgive us if we stumble on any mechanics. All of us have 3,000 game systems rolling around in our heads, many of which use similar terminology. Right. Uh, and it's very, very easy to mix them up. Like, I, I literally the other day uh, watched Neil type storyteller on a story path thing so like it is very common that we all do this oh yeah so that is why we're all together we're all here we're all going to kind of walk through it as almost kind of newbies like yes we all played with zion but um this is to give people an idea of how to advance your character from origin to hero to demigod uh and it's a it's a really cool process and also i'm doing a scion of one of the new pantheons from the demigod book so that'll be fun too so yeah so eddie who yes. are you gonna make? What is your plan? Um, so I already have my origin character made. Um, mm-hmm. Should I just go through the whole sheets or just the high level? I, I was gonna do concepts real quick, and then we can go through like okay. how we actually make a character. Yeah. Okay. So um, um, my concept is uh, he is a child of Dionysus. His name is Hugo, um, and he is a uh, struggling actor. I love that. I I could just see a sign of Dionysus. He's a struggling actor who just like drinks his problems away. <laughs> yes, although he's going to go in an interesting direction. I, I found an interesting direction in your character creation with him. Oh, I, I love that. And Dee, what are you making? Um, L- Lydia Liu, who is a uh, kind of a witchy, like new age witch. Mm-hmm. Nice. Scion of whom? Oh, Scion of Huangdi. And also, please, as a. Uh, as I said on other episodes about Scion, please forgive any pronunciation issues. We are all doing our best. These are not our native languages for a lot of us for some of these uh, characters we're talking about. Correct. I am making a character named Reina Soroka. Uh, honestly, I I just wanted to make a chaos agent. Uh, I'm <laughs> so she's the Scion of Chernabog okay. uh, from the Bogovi Pantheon. Um, so I have made her essentially something that I can just see a lot around me right now, which is a disaffected millennial who's also an activist protester. <laughs> nice. But also she's an agent of chaos. So I can also see her going in a fun way. Yeah. Cause I, I liked some of the new pantheons and I wanted to play around with one. So I'm excited. All right. So that's the first, like, as it says in all the character creation stuff, that's the first step is figure out kind of what you want your character to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Just a yep. basic thing. 
Uh, so like in my imagination, she probably works a retail job, kind of normal nine to five type thing, or maybe she does like some freelance work, but then a lot of her uh, online and in-person activity is spent on activism. And that's kind of where all of her passions lie. Uh, so that was, that, that was, you know, it's fun. It's easy. And so the next step, D. Is paths. It's paths. So the, the three things I just listed were what I considered my paths. So for origin is disaffected millennial. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Role is activist protester. And Pantheon is chaos agent of the Bogovi. Okay. Okay. Um, so that is what I have chosen. And with those come your skills. So for my origin, um, I picked technology, empathy, and academics because this affected millennial probably went to college, probably has student debt, probably mm-hmm. hates everything. Um, for activist protester, I chose close combat persuasion and medicine because I, I I think that she might do some combat medic stuff. Um, and then for her pantheon, she gets I think it was survival and culture, and then I added subterfuge on there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I rated my Pantheon as my highest, role as my second, and Origin as my lowest. Okay. So that means I put three dots into my Pantheon ones, two into my uh, bleh, roles, and one into my Origin each. Right. Eddie, what'd you pick? Um, so for Origin, I picked uh, Suburbia, and he was you know, kind of a, a middle-class kid growing up. Um, uh, his role is a charismatic actor. Oh, sorry. So uh, Suburbia has culture, empathy, and technology for skills. Mm-hmm. Uh, charismatic actor, I picked uh, culture, persuasion, and subterfuge. Uh, and Pantheon, the, the Theoi, um, I get empathy and persuasion, and I chose to add integrity. Nice. Um, his role is primary, his origin is secondary, and his Pantheon is tertiary because he's still kind of learning his role and his, his heritage. I like how in one of our first games that we did, Matthew was the phase character, and then in our Scion game, I was the phase character, and now it's you, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. we're all You're taking our charge. turn. And Dee, what about you? Um, so mine are prep school valedictor- valedictorian, uh, occult is my origin, my role is occultist librarian, and my uh, pa- uh, pantheon is chosen of Wandi. And uh, for... I, I rated mine similarly to you, where I did role first, pa- uh, Pantheon second, and origin third. Mm-hmm. So for my origin, I have academics, science, and technology. And for occultist librarian, I have culture, occult, and subterfuge. And then for my Pantheon, I have, again, academics, then leadership, and persuasion. So we're going to be a very uh, social heavy group if we were to turn this into a game, it sounds like. We would not be uh, doing a lot of combat. No. We'd probably be doing a lot of sneaking around and talking our way into things. Yeah. Which I'm is definitely cool. the, the research character or the occultist character. But yes, I'm not, I'm not big on combat at all. <laughs> nice. Yeah, totally. And I mean, that's, that's fine. Like, really, it depends on, as, as, as we always say, whatever story, uh, the, the table and the story guide want to tell together. So were, were we making these for a campaign? I'm assuming that we, we would have actually talked to our story guides and said, like, hey, we're interested in more of a, like, you know, talky, like, intrigue, maybe espionage type situation. Mm-hmm. Um, more than we're interested in a, uh, you know, thing where we have guns. Because none of us took firearms. Right. Um, right. And also, I have two dots in close combat, so like I, I can punch a guy, but you know that's it. 
Right. Um, so we we kind of talked about skills already, which is the next step. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing that we still have to do is assign some specialties. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything that has three or more dots gets a free specialty. It's true. And I didn't actually do that yet. So I'm going to think about these. Well, I did mine already. So I'll still start. Um, so uh, I, I had, uh, I don't remember how many, because I've had, I've done all characters, so I've had an extra dots, but um, culture had more than three. So I took uh, blending in as okay. an actor. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, empathy, uh, uh, he had more than three dots. So I took detecting lies. Uh, since my persuasion is more than three dots, I took telling lies. And for subterfuge, I have disguise. Okay. For Lydia, I have academics uh, at more than three. Um, and so I've taken research as a specialty. Um, for culture, uh, I have taken code switching. Uh, for cult, nice. I have specifically taken Chinese mythology. And then for subterfuge, I took misinformation. Ooh. I like that. That's cool. I always have trouble thinking of good specialties when it's not something very simple, like firearms, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. It's like firearms, pistols, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Shotguns. So, like, culture. Would politics be a good fit for her, do you think? Oh, that you're going to suggest. Uh, uh, I um, think so. Po- uh, politics or even activism, specifically. Yeah. So we're going to do that. I'm just going to type this up. You can all hear me typing. Boom. This is great audio. Um, and then I have one in subterfuge, and I think that's going to be more of a, a stealthy speaking thing. Like Infiltration? Is, yes. I think she is good at uh, putting on a bunch of black clothes and finding her way into places she shouldn't be in. Right. And then survival. Um, urban? Oh, yeah. I guess it, 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 it should just be like a location, right? Right. I mean, because if you're an activist, you're probably used to squatting in front of locations for a couple of days or whatever. Yeah, no, I definitely picture her as a city girl. So, mm. all right, this is cool. So there, now I have mine. And this is also a thing you can do, obviously, during character creation, if you're creating characters with your table, um, is, you know, ask them for their advice or their input. I do it all the time where I'm like, here's what I want. I can't think of how to word it or I'm thinking mm-hmm. this, but would this be better? Like what, what makes more sense? Because often somebody will even just have like a synonym that works slightly better for what you want it to say. Right. Um, we do that all the time too in, in, in game design, like constantly like, Hey, I have this power. I've named it this. What do y'all think? And it, almost every time that I ask that question, somebody will have a slightly better idea. And I'm like, you're right. That is better. Thank you. Um, so bouncing ideas off each other is great, especially if you're trying to make a group that has some kind of balance to it. Right. Because as we all have some kind of persuasion subterfuge thing going on, I was like, okay, so I'll take mine more into the physical arena and out of the social arena of like telling lies. I'll take right. mine more into the like, I'm the person on the ground. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that'll make for a better team. And I'm all for playing whatever makes for a better team. So, Yeah. Absolutely. This is obviously a, a special case because we're, we're doing this specifically to kind of show the mechanical changes, but Dixie has just a ton of valid points is that ideally you want to have kind of that session zero where everyone's making their characters simultaneously. But even then, even if you don't, like we just did, is, is you can kind of use the tweaks rules in Scion to adjust your character as you see, oh, you made this, so maybe I'll use tweaks to move my dots around to make something mm-hmm. a little different. 
Yeah, even for my D&D games, like I have taken a character to a game and then been like, this character isn't working. Do you mind if I rework her a little bit? And the, the DM's always like, yeah, sure. Um, so same thing with Scion. If, if, if you make a character and then like it's just not working for the session, it's not working for the, for the group, whatever, like just you, you can tweak them a little. It's fine. Yeah. Sometimes you got to play it for a session to realize it's not going to work, you know? Exactly. I, I've had it happen so many times. Mo- mostly in D&D spaces where I just picked the wrong like subclass <laughs> or like build or whatever where I'm like this will be useful and then I get into the adventure and I'm like this is not useful right <laughs> I had a beastmaster ranger that became uh, uh, whatever it's called some kind of sharpshooter ranger uh, just because it's way better for the adventure we were on so yeah same thing here uh, so next is attributes Yes, attributes. So I actually just switched mine while we were talking because of that conversation, which oh. I think is very cool. Very cool. So originally, I had social as my primary arena. So yeah, there, there, there are three arenas of attributes, mental, physical, social. And yes. you want to explain how you distribute dots in this, Daniel? Sure. Um, so you get uh, – so you, you determine which of yours is going to be primary, secondary, or tertiary – and then you rank them. So for me, I picked mental, social, then physical. And then mm-hmm. you uh, all attributes start with one dot to begin with. And that's marked on the character sheet so that you don't forget. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you distribute. I think, I think it's 6-4-2. Is it 6-4-2? For mm-hmm. some reason, I was thinking it was 7-5-3. So... I thought it might be a different game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It is it is six four two, which adds yep. up to nine seven five. Yes. So <laughs> I can do math. So you distribute six points in your primary, four points in your secondary, and two points into your tertiary. And then and then what do you do with power finesse resilience? So power, finesse, resilience, you select one of those to be the way you approach things. Mm-hmm. And you get two dots to distribute across whichever one you pick. Mm-hmm. So I, in my case, I picked mental, social, physical. So I put three dots into intellect, uh, two dots into cunning, and one dot into resolve. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that's my six. And then... Social, I put two dots into presence and two dots into manipulation for my four. And then in physical, I put one dot in might and one dot in dexterity for my two. And then mm-hmm. I picked resilience as my uh, approach. And so resolve got two more dots, stamina got two dots, and composure got two dots. Okay, right, because those, those are all your... There were resilient stats. Right. But you get two dots to put across there, right? So it's one dot for two different things? No, it's each uh, two two additional dots to each of the attributes in this favored approach. Oh, right. Scions are better than people. Yes. (laughs) I think I always forget that when I'm making like talents or scions or anything, that they're just really good out of the box. They're really good out of the box. They are. Um, which is great. It, it is good. It, it just always takes me a second because I think I'm so used to like Chronicles where it's a little bit less so. Right. right. And, and and just other games where you're a little bit more street level. And it's like, no, like, e- like even even origin level isn't quite street level. You're still really right. good at stuff. 
No, yeah, totally. I mean, you, you are touched by a god. Yeah. All right, Eddie, what did you check, pick? Um, so, shockingly, I do have social as my primary arena. Um, I put... Uh, so I, Again, I'm trying to reconstruct how, how the dots are. So, I put uh, three dots into presence, uh, two dots into composure, and three dots into... No, two dots into manipulation. Mm-hmm. Then for my second is uh, mental. I put uh, one dot into intellect, uh, two dots into cunning, and one dot into resolve. And then physical is my tertiary. I put one dot in might and one dot in stamina. I picked finesse as my uh, favorite approach. So that puts me two more dots into cunning, dexterity, and manipulation. Okay. And just to compliment you two lovely people who I assumed where you were going when I heard your character concepts, hmm. I have chosen physical as my primary. Nice. Uh, so I put uh, initially I put two dots into my three into dexterity and one into stamina. Mm-hmm. Um, for my secondary, I picked social, uh, where I put two dots each into manipulation and composure. And then for mental, I just put one into cunning and one into resolve. But then I chose power as my primary approach, so that gave me two extra in intellect, which puts me up to a three. Uh, two extra in might, which puts me up to a five, and two extra in presence, which puts me up to a three. Um, so I'm kind of average socially, but I can punch really hard now. Yeah. Oh, yeah, punch like, hard. Yeah. Before I was like, I can punch okay. Now I'm like, I can punch real good. All right. Um, well, attributes are super simple. Mm-hmm. Um, so now that we have attributes done, we're going to move on to callings and calling and knacks. So we're going to start with uh, at origin, we only have one calling. Mm-hmm. And so you just pick one. Um, the callings are listed under each of the gods. Yes. In the uh, mm-hmm. uh, they're also listed in character creation and origin on page mm-hmm. 98. Oh, uh, so that's that's also nice. I picked Sage as my calling. Uh, I picked uh, Liminal for mine because amusingly, our gods have the exact same three calling options. So. <laughs> that's funny. Um, I actually have an interesting story about, about picking my calling because I was confused for a moment and I think that I want to clarify something for readers. Mm-hmm. Um, since I'm doing a character from Demiguide, uh, so I have the Bogovi Pantheon and the very first, uh, calling, which called out to me, heck, called out to me, uh, because I am an agent of chaos was adversary. And I, uh, ended up messaging Neil Bryce and going, Hey, Where's the adversary stuff? And he's like, it's in Titanomachy. And I was like, what? There is a section in the beginning of Demiguide Pantheon that explains that there are some Titanic callings and only Titanic scions can make can take them. Um, I had just missed that because I skipped straight to the gods, which is something that I am known for. We've talked about that many times on this podcast about how I consume role-playing game books. Right. Where I'm like, part I need, part I need, part I need for all the rest. And that, that was entirely on me. So if you're making a Titanic Scion, which you can do if you want to play that kind of stuff, great. But if not, you can't actually take that calling. Um, so I switched it from adversary to judge, which I thought was very appropriate for her. Yeah. And actually, similarly, um, uh, I actually specifically, lover was one of the options I had. But mm-hmm. I specifically decided to go a different direction because an actor, child of Dionysus, I thought lover was just kind of too on the nose. Yeah. Right. Um, so I specifically chose a calling that's much more, he thinks he's going in one direction and it turns out he's going in another. And I thought liminal is a good way to kind of express that. Oh, my life is not what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, totally. I, I like that's, that's why I made my character's pantheon path, her, her 
biggest one even at, at character creation mm-hmm. because i think that for all that she's into activism and stuff maybe she's kind of reached the burnout burn it all down part of her brain mm-hmm. and so she's kind of like no this is cool i'm gonna just fuck shit up now and so yeah i was i i was leaning heavy into chernabog being a a, a chaos god mm-hmm. he's fun he's a fun parent <laughs> he's fun he's fun all right so you get one dot of one calling at one origin. dot Yes, one dot of one calling. And what does origin, that give you? And it gives you a single knack. Mm-hmm. Um, it needs to be a uh, heroic knack, not an immortal knack. And I think the origin book only lists heroic knacks. So that's, yes. That's so for Sage, I picked office hours. When someone approaches you with a problem that you can so- solve, they gain enhancement to resolve it themselves if you work them through the solution. Oh, nice. If you can't solve it, they you I gain the same bonus to solve it on my own. And that's the cool. uh, bonuses are applied before rolls are made. So that's important because normally enhancement applies after you roll and whether or not you found out if you have at least one success. Mm-hmm. This gives you that success before you roll. That's, that, that's awesome. That's it's really very cool. awesome. Uh, I was gonna, I was gonna read mine, but then I realized I don't have the rules ready, so I'm gonna quickly. <laughs> oh, I okay. I popped that up. I I was just like, which one did I pick again? Oh yes, this. And yeah, then yeah. it was there in front of me. You, you, I I, I do need you to realize, Eddie, just in case you don't, that one of the judge knacks is called objection. Yeah. I know, I know. With an exclamation I did, point. I was I was I did glance at that and I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> so um, I I hadn't picked one either. I think that. Thematically for my character, I would have gone with eye for an eye, but based on this campaign, this campaign that we're not playing, but that we're talking about, mm-hmm. yes. I'd probably go with indisputable analysis or lie detector. Mm-hmm. Um, just because that's helpful, but also on on the case, I think is good, which is when I investigate an event or scene, uh, I am casing. While casing, gain plus one enhancement to roll to discern motives and search for clues, which applies before you roll. Casing lasts until the end of the session. So I nice. think I'd probably take that for this group. Um, nice. Because y'all are more of the social people and I'm more of the like creeping in and look for shit person. Right. right. So that that is what I would go with. Um, and I'm going to go with uh, experienced traveler, uh, which is when you travel to a new place, no matter how remote, you quickly pick up the social mores and behaviors along with enough of the language to get by. So I get plus one enhancements and your roles to blend in if there's a role at all. Um, and again, like Daniel said, it applies before the role. Also, if I attend a social ritual, like a wedding or a funeral, when I went, I always know exactly the right social mores to follow and how to appropriately dress. Excellent. Nice. You really are the master of blend again. Right. I, I, it, it, was, it was a nice kind of, again, it's the, if, if you don't know the backstory, you know, the, the mechanics of mm-hmm. it, it's the, oh, okay, you're an actor, you're blending in, you know, the Dionysus, that all makes sense, but then... Moving more towards that 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 liminal direction, it's like you start to kind of curve as you move along. Right, I love that. Cool. These are fun characters. I, I like who's who's going to run a game for us now. <laughs> right, seriously. Somebody, Neil? somebody, anybody. <laughs> Neil, if you're listening, <laughs> run a game for us. These are fun characters. We like them. So, finally, we have finishing touches. So you're going to get five extra skill dots uh, to play with and and put on your skills. Um, and an one extra attribute dot, and then either two additional knacks or four points of birthrights. And 
uh, birthrights aren't in this book for origin. They're in the hero book. Mm -hmm. Um, and knacks, when you, knacks are a little strange in that you've got slots for them and you essentially there, you have a number of slots for active knacks based on your calling dots. So at origin, you only start with one calling dot. And so you have one knack that's active. And then if you have more knacks than that, you essentially need to, at the beginning of the day or the session, or whenever you agree with your story guide that you can change it out, usually some kind of rest period, mm-hmm. um, you can reslot a new knack. Mm, okay. uh, but you don't have access to all all of them. If you If you have, say, three, you don't have access to all three all the time. You'll have to mm-hmm. reslot them. And that's just an origin level, right? Because once you're a hero and you have, I mean, like, it's you get, true. It, you it's get one true at all dot, levels, right? Yeah, yeah. It, it, you always have one spot, uh, a one knack active purse dot you have in a calling. Right. That is what I meant, and I didn't work yeah. well, so thank you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but if you have more knacks than that, then then you have to slot them. That makes so. sense. I have not looked at birthrights yet, and I think I should. Well, why are doing that? I um, already take care of mine. Um, well, you're just better at this than I am, okay? It's, it's, well, also, I just have done this a few times. I, like, made yeah. the bones of a character. Then I was like, I'll fill it out as we play. And, <laughs> and he was like, I did all of the homework ahead of time. And I'm like, yeah, fine, well, Eddie. I, I am absolutely that person. I completely agree. I am, I am, I am doing homework in class, furiously, you know? <laughs> right. It's like, dude, next period. Right. Um, uh, so, uh, I generally, I did place a couple of my skill dots to kind of flesh out some things, but I also picked up, um, a dot of athletics, a dot of close combat, and a dot of firearms, um, because my logic is he probably knows a little bit of stage combat. Right. So he probably got like the basic film set. Here's how to use a firearm. So it looks convincing and also not shoot your colleagues firearms course. Um, and then, uh, the rest are I put uh, another dot into persuasion and culture to kind of flesh those out. Uh, I added a benefit dot into manipulation because, of course, I did. And I went in and picked two more nags, even though like Daniel said I can't use them all at the same time. But there were two that really made sense to me. Um, uh, there was uh, unobtrusive visitor, which is another liminal knack, um, which is basically um, if you observe or infiltrate a location where you do not belong, um, I spend the momentum and blur the line to what's expected and unexpected. So basically I take on the guise of a janitor, a gardener, someone who would not be out of place in the area, which seems like an extension of experienced traveler to me. Mm-hmm. And like a different version of the same kind of uh, motif. And then also there are uh, any next, which are callings that you can take, regard- sorry, there are any next which you can take the parts of what calling you have. Right. All those words make sense. Um, and I picked uh, Aura of Greatness, um, which allows you to um, add two enhancements to uh, one particular social skill, uh, which I chose Persuasion, because of course I did. Uh, so if I need to, if I can't blend in, and if I can't blend away, then I can just talk my way out of the problem. Right. And then I, uh, what what attribute dot did you throw um, in? Um, I'm manipulation that. Oh, okay. Because of course he did. Where yeah. are birthrights? I cannot find them. Oh, they're in the hero. Oh, that's uh, why. My my, my brain. <laughs> I have two books open in front of me and a PDF. So do it well and two PDFs because one's a character sheet and one's demigod. So do my best here, people. Do my best. It's fine. <laughs> I'm talking okay. to the audience. People. I'm I'm an audience. 
No, you're one of the, you're in the call. Dang it. Dang it. <laughs> you can also be audience. I'll let you be audience, Daniel. Thanks. Only if you download this and listen to it when it comes out. Dang. <laughs> I hate listening to my own voice. Well, then I guess you can't be audience. Uh, oh, well. All right. Well, um, for me, I picked, let's see, what what skills did I throw on here? Uh, I picked some extra skills. So I picked up a couple of dots and firearms. I decided that my character um, as a as an occult librarian sometimes has to deal with some weird people. <laughs> sometimes you got to shoot some people in your occult knowledge. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Turns um, out. I picked and, and picked up a dot of integrity, uh, an extra dot of occult, and an extra dot of leadership. Yeah. Side note um, for people who are new to playing Scion, integrity is one of those skills that when you first read it, you think, I'm not going to use this until you really need it in gameplay. So yes. <laughs> it, it, it's the, if you can justify throwing at least a dot in integrity, it's usually a good idea just to get that extra, extra mm-hmm. die. Totally. Yeah. And then um, it looks like I put an extra dot into dexterity so that I wasn't uh, a completely useless firearms user. Um, and then I picked up a, uh, birthright. I picked up a four point, uh, birthright of the Wudang clan, <laughs> which I love that are why is, in. Why is that funny, Eddie? That, 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 that's hilarious. I love it. It's for the children. It's for the, it's for children. the children. Yes. <laughs> um, which I built them out as a consultant and an entourage. Uh, And they have archetype, which gives them two archetypes. Uh, They are smooth, helpful, and then they give me a knack, uh, or they can use a a knack uh, of wireless interface, which which I think lets them kind of use phone type stuff anywhere. Right. even, Even in places without signal. Or that and that was a four, a four point birthright, so that was all my points in birthrights. I think I would probably also do a birthright, probably some sort of weapon or useful tool. I'd have to think about what Chernabog would have bestowed upon me. Sure, um, he's all about chaos. Probably so. not a nice weapon or a quiet well, weapon. Yeah, one of the um, actual God, things that you can do. Well, one of the things you can do with your relic actually for a three dot value is that it's jinxed, <laughs> and whenever oh. it's used, the story guide adds a point to the tension pool. Oh, nice! There you go. And I also like relic is volatile and causes a, an attack of some kind on everyone within short range if destroyed or pushed beyond its normal limits, or if you roll a botch. That's perfect. So I feel like one of those two would be like the thing. There's there's also an unstable, but that that requires five dots, where each each time it's used, it makes an attack against its user. <laughs> so yeah, I think I think I would have some sort of chaotic melee weapon of some sort. I just need to figure out what I would like it to be. Maybe a taser type thing. Maybe. See, I keep thinking of like so. Of course, Chernobog famous because of uh, partially because of Died on Bald Mountain from Fantasia. Uh, right. Which I am a big fan of. Like I, I love Chernabog as a Disney character and also as a god. Um, so yeah, I was I was super excited to uh, play around with this, and because of the like because I've seen Fantasia so many times, I keep thinking of what what it's like in that section versus what he's described like in the book. 
And it's like, yeah, both, but both are good. Mm-hmm. I can, I can draw inspiration from both. Why not? So, both? Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, that's something that, that I think is interesting about Scion is that, you know, the whole all myths are true thing is that mm-hmm. you can be from any of those and, and your parent can be any version of that or a blending of them. So, I mean, you right. could be a child of Thor who your, the, your, your father looks a lot like, you know, a certain Australian actor we might be familiar with. Right. <laughs> so yeah i will i will i will think of a weapon over the course of this or if anybody on the discord wants to think of something cool for chernabog let me know but yeah. yes i think that either way the birthright will be some kind of cursed relic item that is both helpful and inflicts chaos if it's right. a talking sword that you also date that's right. a different video game oh, it's right, a different sorry. video game that's, that's, that's boyfriend dungeon <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought you were talking about Transistor. Okay. Oh, also also or, that too. Or yeah. that? <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, it, it, it could be some kind of talking weapon. I don't know. I don't know what Chernobog's going to give me. It's, it's, it's going to be weird. It's going to be weird. It's true. All right. Um, so that's pretty much it for Origin. Uh, we have made Origin characters. Yeah, you would fill out your movement dice and your health and stuff, but that's yeah, a very defense, quick health. thing at the very end. Right. Yeah, that that kind of stuff. And we you don't have any out. legend at origin level, correct? No, that is correct. Okay. So, let's bump these characters up a little. All right. Let's make so, them heroes. The way you make them heroes is you give them legend. Um, so they'll get a dot of legend. Hooray. Yay, I'm better now. I didn't even have to do anything. <laughs> Laziest hero ever. I'm so good at stuff. <laughs> Hypothetically. <laughs> <laughs> Hypothetical heroes. That would be a great name for like a comic book or something. Yeah, hypothetical heroes. Then we get more calling dots. How many more? Uh, well, you're going to have three callings instead of one. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. Uh, at least one of your callings must come from your divine p- patron's three favorite callings. I think we all kind of chose our first origin one to come from that. I'm pretty sure it has to as per origin. Yeah. 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 And therefore you get to pick two other callings as you wish. And then... Because you're making your own legend. That is one thing that I think some people don't always get about Scion, is you're not playing like your god, right? Nope. You're playing a Scion of your god, but you're making your own legend. So yes. that's 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 why you could be a Scion of Chernabog, for instance, whose callings are adversary, judge, and trickster. But if my character wanted to take lover, she could. You know? Yep. It would make sense for this character, really. But like, y- you could definitely play around with it because you are becoming your own god. So uh, once you pick the three callings, you'll get five dots to distribute, and each calling must have at least one dot. And I assume our dot from origin counts into that five? It does count into that five. Okay. Someone's getting messages. Sorry. <laughs> ba It's okay. Right. <laughs> uh, okay. I think I have mine. Yeah, I have mine. I have mine written down. I am adding dots. Dots, dots, dots. Dots, dots, dots. More dots, more dots. Stop. More dots, dots, to dot, dots. Okay, stop dots. <laughs> All right. Um, <laughs> I have Sage, Liminal, and Lover. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that noise that uh, Eddie just made <laughs> sounds like he has picked some more. Y'all are going to be best friends. We, we are. are. We are. Um, I have two dots in Sage, two dots in Liminal, and one dot in Lover. 
Eddie, what about you? I have Liminal Lover and Trickster. Oh. Um, but I have two dots in Liminal as well. I have one dot in Lover and I have two dots in Trickster. Okay. Well, I added Trickster and Warrior. <laughs> nice. Because <laughs> Trickster is one of the other Chernabog ones. And then I thought Warrior just made sense for her. Sure. Uh, so I have two dots in Judge now, two dots in Trickster, and two dot and what one dot in Warrior. Because, um, yeah, like... Agent of Chaos. One of the descriptions under Trickster that I really liked because I was I was looking at the origin book was flout society's rules and fool others into going along with it. And oh, I'm nice. like, yep, yep. Whereas I think you're more of the take the unexpected path and solve situations with cleverness, which I like. Yeah, yeah. You could have two different kinds of you know Trickster or Judge or what have you. Well, what's the thing that's fun has evolved from this is like Daniel's character's is liminal sense of, of, of transgressing lines, but it's much more through the path of knowledge and maybe mm-hmm. even forbidden knowledge, whereas mine's much more um, uh, tempting you or pushing you past your comfort zones. Yeah. I freaking love that. I love it. it it's, yeah. it's a cool way to show how very similar callings can end up with very different characters. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, now we are uh, getting Nax. For all, every dot of... Woo, heroic knacks. Yeah, every dot of calling that you have, you get a knack. And this, you can choose a single immortal knack instead of two heroic knacks if you have a calling of two dots or higher. Um, Immortal knacks slot into two spaces, essentially. Right. If you already have a knack, you cannot replace it with an immortal knack? Yeah. Okay. I mean, you have... Two extra knacks that you got for... Um, right, so I can only, I only have two more slots anyway. Nope, nope, nope. Those don't count. Oh. Because you picked them up during your finishing touches stage. They're kind of the extra knacks that you took. Oh, okay. So you still have essentially four knacks you can pick. Nice. These knacks are also good. Oh, I forgot about Death by Teacup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel like I should take Death by Teacup. I'm also a big fan of Wasn't Me from Trickster. Where, oh, yeah. Yeah, when you do something with legal or social consequences, you delay the consequence by transferring blame to someone else of the same or lower tier. Yep. You're like, oh, that was uh, that was Johnny over there. I'm going to take that because I think that my character as an agent of chaos would do that. Just be like, ah, oh, no, it was that guy. Fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. <laughs> but one, one cool thing about that, actually, that I like is that you can't, inflict it on a member of your band without their consent yeah so like you could do it for fun like if like i did something and you know you were playing a big beefy character who could take the fight then maybe you would like want me to pass the blame on to you but if you're playing the character you are i'm not going to pass the blame on to you because you're going to get hit you know or or what, 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 what whatever have you right but a rando over there sure but what all are you taking d um i took flatlander not a fighter, palace of memory, and unobtrusive visitor. Okay, I have mine now. Okay, go for it. Um, uh, I picked uh, the heroic uh, trickster knack of blather and skite. Okay. <laughs> I saw that is, one, and I was like, I bet Teddy's gonna take it, it's that. It's an amazing name, but it's basically if you spout nonsense, yes. they have to spend a moment trying to figure out what the heck you said. Yes. Which is just me on a daily basis, honestly. Um. I took uh, an immortal liminal, uh, which is uh, stepping sideways, where basically um, whenever I take a move action, I just cover the distance instantly. So basically I just skip over all the bits in the middle. 
Very cool. And then it took a uh, heroic lover knack, um, which is fluid appeal, um, which is basically uh, I just get a sense of whatever floats somebody else's boat. Very nice. I like it. I was reading through the warrior one still. It's just too much fun. There's a lot of fun so stuff. So much fun. I know. There's a lot of good knacks. It's like a one of the hardest things to do is picking your knacks because there's so many good ones. Honestly, it reminds me of when we had to pick charms for Essence recently when we were playing that game oh with Monica. Oh, yeah. Because you can take five at character creation, although we were allowed to take six. Thank you. Uh, but like, we definitely were like, well, I want all the charms. Yeah. I want all of them. Okay. I think I'm going to take Army of One for Immortal Warrior. Because that means if we do get into a fight, I can actually fight <laughs> by right. myself if right. I have to. Which is that you don't take penalties for being outnumbered. Uh, I took wasn't me. I took objection because objection is just fun. You, you have to. Yep. Objection. I would just yell that every time. Every time I said that. Yes. And I think I'm also going to take smoke and mirrors. I was I was debating that one. You, you, you don't look at you look at your die, but you don't really. Yeah, once per scene when you'd be taken out, you instead the momentum and negate the damage that would have taken you out and move one range band away from your attacker, but you leave a brief after image that crumbles into dust seconds later. That's, and that's cool. That just sounds fun to me. Which, I mean, I know this description, but in my head, you know, because I've been watching a lot of anime lately, it's it's the, there's a, uh, a straw doll that's left behind. Oh, of course, <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I just pictured my doppelganger crumbling, like, in the MCU after the snap. Oh, even better. Mm -hmm. Nice. Yeah. They just flake away into nothingness. All right, it's cool. Those are my knacks. All right. Uh, so now we're getting purviews. Well, birthrights. Sorry. I'm, I skipped a step. That's okay. So you're going to get seven dots of birthrights. Mm -mm. Um, so you can choose from the example birthrights in the book, or you can design your own. Um, I'm pretty sure I just picked things from the book because I'm lazy that way. It's not lazy. But yeah, yeah uh, birthrights could be things like followers, guides, weapons, which are you know, relics of, of, of any kind. Um, there are a lot of examples in the books, which is great. Um, but also, yeah, you're like more than welcome to make your own. Kind of like how every, once again, every time that I played Exalted, we've made our own weapons and things. It's just, right. it's, it, it's just fun. So yeah, I don't know what exactly I would go with for that, but I would definitely have some fun. I forgot that we put Igyalar in here. Mm. I'm constantly seeing things in the like <laughs> hero books, and I'm like, I forgot about that joke. That's great. You could have an Irish muscle car, Eddie. <laughs> I, I, I could. I could. So many things. So many things. So I picked up a designated constellation. What's that? Uh, essentially, while modern science knows that stars shine light years away in space, heroes of the Shin know that their relics of the gods hand out in heaven as rewards for services well rendered. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't hold a constellation, but I can manipulate its glittering bounty through the threads of fate as long as it shines overhead. Hmm. So I picked a uh, constellation, which was Cassiopeia, and when it's showing, uh, I get access to... Uh, two knacks and two purviews. So the purviews are fortune and stars, and then the knacks are the constellations ruler can lose, learn muse's kiss for any uh, kind of art as a s star's boon, mm -hmm. which uh, is it's a it's a boon. 
And then I can spend a point of legend to make my constellation impart a specific message to anyone in the world who divines or navigates by the stars. The message has to be brief, maybe a couple of sentences. I love that. Essentially, I can send celestial messages. Uh, And then I also picked up a guide who is a celestial bureaucrat. He has a couple of asset skills. He has the order purview, and uh, he has a guide stunt that I made up. (laughs) And what is that? One success, use the stunt during a procedural action. Gain additional information from an analysis or research action not related to the initial topic. And I can gain one clue on that topic. Nice. I love it. I have chosen also a guide. Um, out of the demigod book, I have chosen to have Baba Yaga as my guide. Nice. Of course. Uh, well, because I you? freaking love her. Well, she's also weird. Uh, you know, she... Uh, she grants aid in inscrutable ways and requires various strange tasks before she cooperates. And she has, on occasion, been known to eat those who abuse her generosity. Nice. Yep, there you go. But she's also a chaos agent, and she can be convinced to lend out her mortar and pestle club from time to time. And you might show up on her flying stone vessel, which I think is very cool. That is very cool. So I get a cult and pilot from that, it looks like. It says oh, asset cool. skills, a cult pilot. Yep. Uh, so the asset skills are, so guides kind of work like purviews, like mm-hmm. a special, or sorry, like a special path okay. where you can access uh, the the guide to do a thing for you, um, but it's utilizing their the asset skills that they have, mm-hmm. um, and you can pull on them like you could a path, um, and and act like they are an additional path for you. That's awesome. Yeah. So yeah. And her calling is trickster and purview is chaos. So I'm just leaning into the chaos lift. Mm-hmm. Um, also, she comes with a legendary title of the bony one. Oh, nice. Very cool. I love Baba Yaga. This is, this is, this is all just for Rose Bailey right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think that for my other two dots, I'd probably either want a vehicle or some kind of unobtrusive armor mm. I'm thinking unobtrusive armor because Babiaga comes with a flying vehicle yes That's so I probably have some kind of like cloak of darkness that Chernabog granted me but it looks like a black hoodie right or like or, or like a, a, a leather jacket or something very simple mm-hmm. but it actually helps me blend in and adds to stealth is probably the relic I would create I think because he has darkness as one of his purviews and that would make sense so yeah, some some kind of armor thing that makes me either harder to hit or blend in better, etc. But that, that would only be a two dot, so it wouldn't be like a huge boon. It would just be mm-hmm. a little helpful. Yep. Cool. That is what I am doing for my birthrights then. Eddie? Um, for me, um, I picked uh, a guide. I picked uh, a muse, which okay. makes sense. Again, kind of theory thing. And uh, muse gives me the asset skills of culture and science, uh, purview of artistry, of uh, calling of creator, and I get a guide stunt, which is I gain enhancement equal to the success of spent uh, to the next action you take using my chosen skill special station. Oh, nice. And if it nice. fails, I get extra momentum. So yep. my guide can give me successes on a skill, and then if I fail, at least I get more, more momentum out of it. Very cool. And then for my relic, uh, I picked uh, uh, the Meat of Poetry. Um, which basically allows me to um, imbue a uh, legend point instead of inst- instead of spending it in certain circumstances. And also, if uh, mortals drink it, they actually get scaled temporarily. 
Nice. But they're also fate bound to me. Nice. That's very cool. I am a big fan of this. Like I I find that whenever I go into Scion character creation for any reason, I'm always like, I don't know, I kind of have an idea. And then like as I flesh it out, I'm like, I know exactly who this person is and she's great. Yeah. And now I yeah. want to play her. Because every time I've made a Scion character, it's always been like, like you said, there's so many cool stuff, but then you make character, there's always something that just leaps out. It's like, oh, it's obviously this, it's obviously this. And you start putting pieces together because they just so clearly, at least for me, right. speak to the character concept. Yeah, yeah which, absolutely. Which, which is a thing that I find in most story path games and part of why I really like this system is because it's just like all the mechanics influence your narrative really well in a way that not all games do. Exactly. Um, and that makes me really happy because it's like, you know, okay, so I'm like, I'm a, dis- I'm a disaffected millennial as my origin path. So what would that give me? Let's see, probably some technology because millennial, we grew up with it. Mm-hmm. Probably some academics and then maybe a little bit of empathy, you know, mm-hmm. like that, that, that makes sense to me. Um, and then just kind of going through it. it, it it's so easy. It's so easy to make a strong narrative character with this. And it makes me very happy. Indeed. Oh yeah. All right. So we've got our birthrights. Now we go into purviews. Purviews. And we get our Pantheon specialty purview. PSP. And one purview that comes from our divine parents, uh, our divine patrons purviews. And then any other purviews we get come from the relics or guides that we've chosen. So you can purchase boons later in the game if -hmm. you have access to a purview. Um, but your starting boons come from the first year you get a boon associated with, uh, oh, you can get boons from anything. Never mind. I lied. Your starting boons are, you get two boons and they can come from anything, either your innate stuff or the boons that are granted to you by your guide or your, your, mm-hmm. oh, okay. I'm trying to remember your what you find Pantheon specific purviews. Um, I think each one is under the pantheon yeah i'm looking <laughs> i'll find it so for the shin it's uh tinaming i think i don't know how to pronounce that i'm that's okay. sorry i apologize for butchering it the 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 having the perv the purview just does a thing and then um so i get to ignore complications from bureaucratic delay um, and then I picked the boon, my one of my boons from that as celestial promotion. And then I also picked death, uh, which lets me see and communicate with ghosts and perceive mm-hmm. entries to underworlds. Nice. Uh, yeah, it's very cool. And um, I picked the way of all flesh from that purview as my other boon. And then, of course, That's I've got awesome. all the purviews from my guide and my designated constellation. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for me, um, I picked uh, an artistry boon for enthralling performance, mm-hmm. and it just okay. kind of made sense. Um, and then I actually picked one from the uh, my signature purview, which is metamorphosis, uh, and I have change shape. Cool. So I can take on a form that's symbolically associated with one of your other purviews. Very cool. Aha! I think I have found the purviews. <laughs> is this signature purview? Is that it? Yes. Okay. I think it's calling them PSPs when we talk about them. Right. Pantheon signature pur- purview. Well, I always thought of it as Pantheon specific purviews for some reason. I don't uh, know. That, that's that's my fault. Um, I'm not going to try to. Mine, mine's also hard to say. D-V-O-E-V-E-R-I-E. 
Through acting in accordance with one's true nature, one may wield the power of rod, road, don't know, and walk and walk work miracles. Uh, oh, apparently the word literally means double faith, and it represents your ability to not only adapt to those ideas, uh, but to reconcile your dualistic nature. Oh, this nice. is great. Uh, so my innate power is that I may communicate with virtually anyone or anything, regardless of linguistic barriers. Uh, the character only suffers complication one on any resulting roles. This even applies to inanimate objects of an organic nature, such as plant life, though they will only have an opinion on topics of, of import to them. So a wow. tree could communicate concern about a scion with fire dominion in the forest or how much sun it's been getting, but couldn't answer questions of a temporal nature or, or the details of a search party. <laughs> nice. This is kind of great. In addition, you may immediately scrutinize the virtues of other beings once their divine nature has been revealed to you and the innate meaning and conflict inherent to those virtues. When you resolve the virtuous condition, regain a point of legend. This is great. This is cool. I like it. I hadn't even looked at this when I chose this pantheon, and I like it even more now. I can talk to plants. You can nice. talk to plants. And then past that, I get a ton. There's a ton of different ones for Chernobog. Do you get all of them, you said? Uh, you get one mm -hmm, from mm -hmm. your your patrons' suite okay. of reviews. Mm -hmm. Got you. I was trying to listen when you were talking about that, and I was also desperately trying to find them in, in the demigod book. Yeah, and I fine. should have just looked at the uh, table of contents because it was right there. I'm I'm very smart. I I make books for a living. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> Some days wow, that that's is exciting. <laughs> Some days I'm not so sure. <laughs> uh, well, I think that from Chernobog, I have to take Chaos. Or no, I'm going to yeah. get Chaos from Babiaga. Yep. I'm going to take Darkness or Epic Strength. Epic Strength. Yeah, I'll take Epic Strength. And then Chaos. Boom. And you can throw cars. <gasps> I can join the car throwing competition. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I'm excited. All right. And I would pick my boons in a little bit. Keep in your character's reviews. Uh, I think I will probably have to have a chaos boon, right? Just based on what you've been saying. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. Do I want Hornet's Nest where I can create an instant riot? Yes. Yes. Oh, no, wait. I, I think I want no masters where I can strip a character of their authority over others. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Ooh, yeah, those are both really good. <laughs> this is pretty great. There's also one called Overwhelming Chaos, where I can just overwhelm a machine or a person. These are all really cool. I like the stripping somebody's authority over yeah, others. Yeah, same. I think I'll probably take No Masters. And then, let's say, one of the epic strength ones, since I am quickly becoming our punchy character. Pistons for Fists? <laughs> These are great names. Uh, yeah, I, I would say I would take that. I'm assuming that whatever melee I do, maybe I have some weird brass knuckle situation. Sure. But yeah. I think I'm mostly a punchy character. So yeah, I will take Pistons for Fists. Excellent. Where I can send people flying back when I hit them. Awesome. And it can also scatter a group of trivial targets, gaining the shockwave tag, as long as all characters in, in the target range are trivial. Sweet. So that's like a, you know, Hulk-type power, essentially. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. Just just knock people around. Okay, cool. So those are mine. Cool. Excellent. All right. Um, the last thing that we do is we, we mark down that we have Legend 1. Mm -hmm. uh, we get our virtues from our pantheon mm -hmm. um, and you begin in the center of the virtue track um, and then one of the things that the character creation doesn't really tell us to do mm -hmm. but that we should do is we should pick a legendary title um, I'm not sure if y'all did that 
for your bones of your character, but um, it your legendary title is how you um, like your you kind of when you spend legend for scale mm-hmm. or do feats of like godly feats, you you kind of pull on your legendary title to do that. Is that like what you're known by? It's it's just like it's a list of uh, when you do a feat of scale, you can do a feat of scale using descriptor words from your legendary title. So it's literally a list of descriptor words that come from your calling. So each oh. calling dot you have gives you another descriptor word. So like mine right now is devoted, alone, traveler, wise, conundrum. Interesting. Yeah. I like it. So it and the way feet of scale works is when a character attempts an action covered by one of her titles, her player may spend one legend to increase scale by half her legend for that action as a feat of scale. So you get one per calling dot. Yes. One um one legendary title word. Right. Is there a list where the words are? According to the example on page one eighty two of Hero, it actually says that you get multiple ones. Multiple. Like, like this this says that the the the, the example reads Chris is creating uh Badru's sign of Anubis. Anubis has the guardian judge's liminal calling, so one of Badru's three must come from those. Chris chooses guardian, judge and leader calling for his character, and then he ends up giving him master of hounds and then during a story. Okay, he, he invokes it, and when it's increased, he gets a new title when he increases in legend. Okay, that's it. You get you get one per legend dot, it looks like. But you only get to pick one of your callings. Oh, I thought it was one per calling. That's not what this does. Well, I'm. Well, I did that wrong. That's okay. That's that's why we're talking. Like I said, it's just me me reading the thing on page one ninety two. A little like. Oh uh, yeah, one ninety one for each eleven dot legend dot you have or gain, you may invent a new title that incorporates one of your keywords. Aha. So, but hey, you know, like like we said before. We have so many of these versions of the games floating around our heads. Mm-hmm. Uh, sample keywords. Okay. Uh, that's interesting. Um, I'm literally just going to put Agent of Chaos. <laughs> right. That makes sense. Chaos is one of the trickster example keywords. I'm going to go with uh, Cunning Traveler for mine. Nice. This is cool because if you look at how the gods are, it'll say like, you know, th- their name. And then sometimes they have like eight names or titles after that that are right. like different versions on it. And so so that explains why. Yeah. Like this is what happens is whenever you get a dot of legend, you get a new title. So eventually right. it would be like Reina, agent of chaos, mistress of transgression, you know, like wh- whatever all the ones are. Mm-hmm. Right. And that's cool. And I like it. I like the idea that my character will have a name longer than most abyssals by the time she hits demigod. Yes. Right. Speaking of demigod. Are we there? Are we there? We're there. Okay. Is it time? It's time. Okay, so So, what do we do now? So the the big difference between a normal hero and a demigod is some very minor things. Mm Mm-hmm. Um so you're gonna pick up an a number of new knacks because you're going to get some new uh, new calling dots. Um, and you're going to have some more boons because you're going to pick up some more boon dots mm-hmm. or, you know, boon ability, uh, ability to have boons. Um, and then you're also going to get sent the divine as a knack that you always have uh, available to you. 
Um, so you're not going to need to slot that one. It's just always available. Yeah, and that's one of the that's that's the one where you can smell the divine sense of various people, so you know right. if somebody is a, a a scion or a god or what have you. Right. So we are gonna to be a demigod. You need to have at least legend five. So we're gonna set our legend to five. Which mm-hmm. I can't even do on the sheet. I'm using the hero sheet. Oh, <laughs> that's fine. But that also means we get four more titles. So now you can have all your titles back, Dee. Yes, yes, I can. <laughs> so we're going to have two more dots and callings. Right, because we get one for uh, Legend 2 and Legend 4. Yes. And then, which will give us two more knacks. Yeah. Slots. This is why a few people, I think, have been confused by character creation. Is because Demigod isn't always assuming you're making a character at Demigod. It's assuming you've been playing your hero for a while. Right. right. Um, if you really want to make a character Demigod, you can. You just have to advance them much like you would in, like, D&D if you're going to make, like, a level 5 character, right? Right. Mm-hmm. So same same idea is that you make your hero and then you have to advance them up to Demigod versus having a specific character creation for Demigod. Yes. Uh, which I personally like because I think that you should play your character hero a little bit. Uh, but you know, you want to start a demigod, right? I'm not the tabletop police. I, I can't stop you. Right. You could be. And then you're going to get five boons altogether. That's so many boons. Can, yeah, so counting the two boons. we already got, so there's three more. Yes. So essentially, you have one boon per dot of legend. Um, you just start with two boons at legend one, but you don't get a third boon at legend two. You don't get your third boon until legend three. Right. Now, um, I see that Demigod has something called Dominion Boons. Yes. This is where I'm less familiar with the rules. That's okay. We can figure it out together. Yeah, I think that uh, Dominion Boons, where are they? I can't find anything in any book ever. There they are. Haha. Look at the TOC again. Oh, yeah. So those, those give you sense that can be accessed by the whole band and also allied SGCs like followers and guides and things. Um, So it is like one of the ones that is regardless of purview is called Gift of Power, uh, where you can apply to any path pantheon or knack skill roll. And it grants one target within your perceptions at the same tier or lower who does not share a purview with you the benefits of any of your innate abilities. So it's essentially you sharing your your dominion with your friends. Um, which I which is very cool. Like there's a bunch of ones for uh chaos can give you uh bacchanal to make people act real fucking weird mm-hmm. <laughs> or chaotic revelry. Um so yeah, it's 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 very cool. Also there is one called en- Endless Vexation, which I'm a big fan of. Right. And it looks like it's basically as opposed to concrete boons at this stage, you just get like whole suite of boons under your purview right and there are stunts that everybody can access so is that one of my boon slots i said i just take dominion in artistry or whatever i think yes i believe that that's how you would do that i want to like do that if we're not right don't add us (laughs) at neil don't at neil who's here who's not here to defend himself don't at neil it's just that a seeming of any minute is an optional, an optional choice. So, yeah, it's pretty cool though. I like Dominion Boons, and yeah, oh, yeah, it is. It is supposed to just show that like divine magic comes pretty easy to demigods, right? And right. you're you're good at stuff, and that also will help people around you. 
or hurt them in the case of chaos. Who knows? Right. And, and it makes sense. Like, cause um, my other boons, because we're quote unquote playing through hero with these choices. Um, so I would take a couple of discrete boons, but then I would pick dominion artistry, which my artistry boons is not as useful anymore, but also I could do so much more. It's kind of, it's kind of like getting, you know, uh, uh, an advanced power that takes into account your previous power. Right. Right. Yeah, no, this is very cool. I'm a fan. Yeah, then I think that I will take Dominion over Death. I, I clearly took Chaos because it was funny. Like, I like the idea that I've got a power called Endless Vexation, where I can inflict a target with the complication of Endlessly Vexed. And if they don't buy it off, they're mired in a thousand petty entropies that increase the difficulty of all rolled actions by one until they resolve it. Oh, nice. I'm just like, I pissed you off. Enjoy. And they're like, I'm so mad! I can't do anything! <laughs> so that's that's one boon. Dominion boon. Over death. And then I'm going to pick up three... No, two more boons. Right, because it's five altogether. So I have... Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, what have I done to myself? <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> what, what have you done to yourself? I, I thought I had the wrong book out and I was wrong. I think I'm going to go ahead and pick up Muse's Kiss, which was a thing I could pick up if I wanted to, mm-hmm. which will help you. Uh, so I breathe inspiration into a character's heart, granting them three enhancement when they roll to create art, put on performance or some other creative or expressive activity. So I can use this on you or literally anyone else uh, to help you out. And then I think I'm going to take a star's boon. Ooh, there's so many, and they're all so good. I think I'm going to take Cosmic Perspective, which lets me look in the stars and peer into the past. Nice. Which allows me, helps me with investigation. I can ignore up to five points of complication resulting from the passage of time since the event I I am viewing occurred. So I can try to just view an event that the stars witnessed. I like it. Yep. I have taken both of the boons from my pantheon <laughs> Go um, in, in addition to dominion chaos cool um so the first I, I once again i can't i don't know how to say these words uh, the first one is volavoy uh v-o-l-e-v-o-i and when in the presence of a bog with the strongest convictions others find themselves blistering against their strength of purpose all i can think of is loki i am built with glorious purpose uh, you right. radiate an, uh, an aura causing one character or multiple trivial characters to be unable to look at you. <laughs> an affected character suffers a three-point complication on any action that can bring you physical harm. This also applies to clash roles, as, as it's difficult to work miracles in the face of the Bogue's unnerving certitude. Um, and if I attack them, the effect ends. And the other one, I don't even know I want to try to, try to say it, is M-N-O-G-O-V-E-R-I-E. I asked Erica Fassett how to say Bogovi. I did not ask her how to say all these words. Uh, they are masters of adaptation, adept at reconciling their faith and magics with those of a foreign bent. Choose a scion, god, titan, or other entity possessing a virtue trait. By imbuing legend, you may adopt a single foreign virtue from that entity for the scene, regardless of your current virtue score. Uh, the chosen nice. virtue replaces your wayward virtue, because the Bogovies are found in wayward. Mm. Uh, it, it acts in all ways as if it were a standard virtue, and if I'm in the virtuous condition with it, I can replace this boon with a boon from the model pantheon specific purview. So I can essentially steal someone's boon Damn. and use it, which I think nice. is also very chaotic. So yeah, no, I am. Um, I I I like the bogey. <laughs> like 
I yeah, did yeah. not know I would like them this much, and now I do. Absolutely. They're cool. They're very cool. Uh, so for mine, um, I actually changed. I decided to go with uh, Dominion and Passion. Okay. Uh, because some of the, the stunts are things like um, rousing passion, uh, the root of fury, distracting provocation, which seems like it would tie well with everyone else's characters. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. very cool. Um, and then I picked up two deception boons. Uh, one is uh, false history, um, which is basically uh, I could just make a single change to someone's memory in the past five minutes. So like very know, cool. Jedi mind trick. Uh, and the other one is uh, ephemera, which I create an illusionary image of a person, animal, or object up the size of a car. Very cool. I like it. These so, are fun characters. It? I really want to play is, this is game that, now. Is that all we have to do for Demigod? Uh, well, we need two more calling dots and oh, right. therefore two more knacks. Yeah, but you said two more knacks slots or actually choose two more knacks? Two more knacks slots, um, which you get knacks over like the time of XP. I believe it, if you were making a demigod, you would get those knacks. Hmm. Okay. Well, then I need two more knacks. I'm essentially just going to end up with all the trickster knacks, which I'm totally okay with. Right. Oh, uh, yes, right, because uh, there are actually immortal knacks in Demigod. Ah, I should look at those, huh? I know how books work. Um, I've been looking at this book for, like, weeks doing the errata and stuff, and I'm still like, I don't know where everything is in this book. And that just goes to show you how little I digest when I'm doing things like errata. <laughs> oh, oh, I, I, I already have my trickster immortal knack. Because uh, there's a theory-specific one called Gift Horse. Uh, once per session, you may use a marvel at no cost to menace someone who has accepted a gift from you. Done taking that. That's amazing. There are immortal knacks. Here we go. Here we go. I definitely recommend looking at the immortal knacks. You're making a demigod. These are amazing. Uh, I think I'm going to get... Let me look at an immortal sage knack. I'm taking escape artist. That makes sense. Yeah. It debated disguise to the world where you just change who you are. Yeah, I was thinking of disguise to fate as well for that same kind of reason. Well, disguise to fate, you have to pick... Uh, two of the three yeah. disguise the world this guy's on look uh, okay 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 yep i see i see but yeah eventually you can just be like fate doesn't notice you anymore which is amazing gift horse is great though that's so yeah. fun i wish i could take that but i can't oh well, do you want your pantheon <laughs> i don't think it works that way it totally does just 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 you know tear up a membership card and take come on over <laughs> i'm sure bobby Yaga would have no problems with this whatsoever oh yeah okay i'm gonna pick up lore master from Sage, uh, from the Demigod Immortal Nax, and it's, I immediately know the legendary titles of anyone you meet. Further, by spending a point of momentum, you may use your dots in the Sage Calling as an enhancement to any social role against them that evokes one of those titles. Oh, damn, Which, that's nice. It's really nice, yeah. And seeing as I dropped two dots into Sage, my Sage Calling rating is four. So No, I, I love that because then you can get that kind of classic moment of someone you know summoning someone chanting all of their titles and saying, oh you're doing that because you're gonna get all this uh, um the enhancement from it right oh that's so cool yeah this is fun i like this game and yeah i put my uh extra dots i put an extra dot in lover and extra dot in liminal for my callings cool i, I put both of mine in trickster <laughs> just doubling down on trickster trickster and chaos i mean trickster and the, chaos. The, the, the more i mess with this character the more that's kind of what she became so <laughs> yeah considering that i still give people shit and by people i mean neil for the fact that eris isn't in the core book he's my favorite greek goddess so yeah. yeah the the other thing that we we haven't really been paying attention to health or no. uh anything like that sure. but we would get another bruised 
dot mm-hmm. um, for being demigods. Oh, okay. So we have another bruised health level just off the bat for being demigods. Right. And then you also get them for your stamina, which I my stamina's only two, so I didn't bother with any of that. Yeah. The other thing is that demigods roll dice differently. Yes. Uh, so your target number is seven instead of eight. Mm-hmm. But otherwise, there's not a whole lot to do to upgrade your character to a demigod. Yeah, no, a hero was much longer than demigod. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will also say, because we didn't go over mine, I'll talk about my boons. Or oh, my, sorry, sorry. My necks. I have taken Disguise of the World, because you're right, that's really fun. Uh, you can just mm-hmm. completely change what you look like. But my favorite one that I've taken is called Punch the Problem, which is whether shooting a traffic light, solving a complex knot by cutting it in half, or punching a jukebox to play your lover's favorite song, you can solve a nonviolent problem with violence. <laughs> I love it. You could punch capitalism? Once once, once per session, you may substitute any dice roll with your favorite attack roll, along with that's, its usual enhancements. Oh my god, that's amazing. So I am taking Punch the Problem, uh, because I think that my character punches problems. It reminds me of my joke about how all Baraha disciplines are potents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because, like me more, punch, punch, punch. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so I'm a big fan of Punch the Problem, and I am going to use that all the time if I ever play this character. I mean, not all the time I'm going to do it once per session, but I'm going to do it once per session. <laughs> that, that is just fantastic. Because punching the problem makes me happy. <laughs> so good. But yes, you would get more health levels. And then also there are higher levels of Demigod where you can up your legend throughout the game and it'll give you more things as well. Right. right. Yes. The, the, the other thing that we don't have right now is our four additional titles, which I'm not going to make everybody make right now. No, no, no. Right, just right. Take it as red. I have, I have literally a plus four here. <laughs> yeah, and we also have not worried about deeds, which is because this isn't for a specific uh, game. Right. right. So if it were for a specific game, we would have some plot ideas for deeds. I personally like to do my deeds after I kind of hear what what the plot what's going on with with, with, with the plot, right? Unless right. I do a very broad deed like save someone or punch right. someone or whatever. That's yeah, a pretty you- broad short short term deed. Usually I, I do broad deeds at the beginning of like, here's where I want the character to go, and then I'll finish character creation, see what else to do, and then I'll just go back and rewrite them. Yeah. I also recommend that maybe like work with your story guide or at least inform them of your long-term deed uh, so they can work it into the game. Yeah. <laughs> because I've seen people have long-term deeds that just aren't going to happen in the game you're playing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not really anybody's fault. You just got to communicate, you know? Right. Um, yes. So if your long-term deed is to... I don't know, overthrow the government if you're playing demigod because you can do that pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you should really let your let your 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 story guide know that that's what you want to do. Um, just because that's going to mean that they can either say, maybe change it because we're not doing that in the story. Or they can say, okay, I'll make sure that I work in overthrowing the government. <laughs> exactly. And one one thing I will say is not just because I worked on them, but I do like in Demigod that part of the game and part of becoming a Demigod or becoming a guide is apotheosis, where you go to the underworld. Yeah. Right. Um, that is a huge part of this, and it's really fun. And I like the idea of going into, you know, Hades or something and punching the problem. <laughs> punching the problem. <laughs> you just really love that one, don't you? It's called Punch the Problem. <laughs> you know how many problems I wish I could just punch? True. So Seriously. many. Like, like if I could just, you know, look at my mental health and, and hit it real hard once and it would reset. Great. <laughs> it would be fantastic. But yeah, so that's, that's Demigod, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it. Oh, I want to play this character so bad now. I'm going to save her just in case. I'm going to save her. She's great. 
somebody's going to be like, Dixie, do you want to play Scion? You're going to be like, heck yeah, I do. I've already got my character. I already got a character and everything. Yeah, also I'm happy to send this character sheet to anybody or put it in the Discord if anybody's interested in seeing what I actually did. Yeah, same. Because, um, yeah, we, we we have them now. I can share them with you. The character sheets are free, so it's not piracy. It's true. Although you are pirating my words that I wrote, so I will be charging you for that. Um. <laughs> that, that ready-made character. Yeah, the dollars words, a word. The words that I wrote that I copied straight from the books. Uh-huh. Yes. Those. Mm. Uh, so yeah, so Demigod is on its way in physical form soon, mm-hmm. which I'm very excited about. And also, we're about to do Onyx PathCon here soon, so keep an eye out for that. And if you're interested in uh, in running a game, please sign up to do so. If you're interested in playing a game, please sign up to do so. We're going to be doing panels all weekend, too. Indeed, absolutely. Do you have any final thoughts on this process, Dee? No, not really. I think, uh, I think the advance to demigod is actually really smooth Mm -hmm, um, same and feels you know really intuitive as far as like when when your character goes from legend four to five you know uh it's not actually there's not a whole lot to do to to get your character ready for being a demigod other than you know that apotheosis thing Mm -hmm. but that's a that's a whole story right there's no mechanical Right. You, you massive things. Right. Yeah. I mean, you 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 get more powerful as you should because you're a demigod. But that's right. that's the main thing, and that's great. I like it. Eddie, do you have anything? I mean, honestly, the the Dominion thing is just really cool because I remember in first edition, at this stage, you, you start racking up a lot of knacks and boons, and you know, I have like thirty different things on your sheet, and it just can be overwhelming. But just having just a Dominion, like I can just do this whole suite of things, is a lot faster and a lot cleaner. Yeah, yeah definitely. Really nice. Yeah, because there, there, there is a fine balance between, like, we, we with the same issue in Exalted, obviously, where it's like there's a balance between being like, how powerful is my character? And being like, you know, can I remember any of my powers? Right. <laughs> so I think having just a few. Also, I do like how powers tend to be named in Scion mm-hmm. because they just make sense. Yeah. Like, they're, like, I can look at them and kind of know what they mean. Right. And then, you know, like, wasn't me is completely obvious, right? Yeah. On the case, I can remember what that means because it's called on the case. It's about casing things. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's that's nice too, that I can just look at my sheet and look at my list of knacks and be like, I know what most of those do. It's fine. And I don't have to constantly reference them. So yeah. Yep. Absolutely. Well, awesome. Well, do you people wanted to find you and talk to you about uh, Scion or any of the other games you work on or anything else? Where would they do so? I hang out in the Onyx Path Discord uh, sometimes, and they can definitely find me there. And otherwise, you can find me online. Uh, my website is daniellelozon.com. And Eddie? You can find me on Twitter at Pugsteady. That's P-U-G-S-T-A-D-Y. You can find my website at Pugsteady.com, or you can find me on the Onyx Path Discord, usually posting memes. I like that you did that so much, that like that you've done that so much, that you just like turn into a, like an un NPR announcer. Like, yes. You like go from normal Eddie voice to like, you can find me at Pug Eddie. I'm like, all right. All right. So this is like yeah. soothing Eddie voice. Uh, right. <laughs> all right. You can find me all over the place at Dixie Cyanide. I'm also on the Discord hanging out, uh, you know, doing doing my thing. Um, and you can find us at The Onyx Path on my social media, theonyxpath.com. Thank you so much for listening. Happy end of Scion month. Looking forward to June. As always, many worlds, one podcast. Bye.